You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, everybody, on a crossover Thursday. Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. We played it on a Thursday, October 14th, and do Friday, October the 15th. Lions, Bengals coming up on Sunday at Ford Field. Chris Myers and his crew on Fox for the second straight week. Uh, shout out to Chris, by the way. We're going to have him on next week because uh, he has now seen the Lions and called play-by-play for the Lions on Fox for the last two weeks. So we'll get Chris's thoughts probably on Tuesday of next week as to what he has seen from the Lions. But another opportunity. Here we are for Detroit to get to uh, get their first win. And it's a crossover Thursday, and we'll get into it and talk about the Bengals with the host of Locked On Bengals, James Rapine, coming up on the Thursday crossover right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We do it every single Thursday. Thanks for making us, by the way, your first listen each and every day. On Locked On Lions, you can find us on any platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, you know, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, the Odyssey app, you can find us <clears throat> right here on Locked On Lions. Follow me on Twitter where we post the podcast each and every day at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Injuries for Thursday. First and foremost, Amanio Ruarie, TJ Hawkinson, Trey Flowers, all were back at practice today for the Lions. That's a key because, and, 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 and you know, uh, Anthony Lynn talked about this today. The coordinator spoke on Thursday, as you know. Anthony Lynn said, look, we got to get Hawkinson more involved. He's a part of the game plan. But they're starting to take him away. This is not breaking news. We knew the teams were going to do this. Hawkinson was a pro bowler a year ago, week one against the Niners. He got off. He got loose. He played great. But since the Lions have not done a great job of finding him, he's been double teamed. And until somebody on the outside starts making some plays, whether it's St. Brown or Hodge or any of these receivers, you know, the seam isn't going to be as open as it was a year ago when teams had to worry about the boundary and guys like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Now on the flip side, It sounds like Taylor Decker is almost going to be a game-time decision. They don't want to rush him back from this hand and finger injury that he's had, but each day his progression has gotten better. But it's not a lock yet that he is back and playing on Sunday against Cincinnati. Jamal Williams is sick. He's been listed as no practice today with an illness along with an ankle injury. So hopefully it's not COVID. Hopefully Williams is fine. And we'll be back on Sunday. His energy is infectious for this team. You know, they've got one one, 1A and 1B here with their running backs with Williams and Swift. And this is a Bengals team that this past Sunday, that defense came back down to earth a little bit against the run. And Aaron Jones and those guys at Green Bay had a pretty good day. But they have overachieved defensively to start this season. The Lions are going to have to run the football. And the other thing is they're just going to have to hold on to the football. No more of this getting inside the Bears 20 and not scoring. Getting inside the Vikings 10 and and fumbling. Goff has got to take better care of the ball. And this team, if they get inside the Bengals' red zone on Sunday, have to score points. 
They got to come away with three, six, whatever. But coming away empty like they did the last few weeks is not going to do, you know, not going to do anybody any good this week, especially when you're talking about the Bengals and an offense that quite honestly has not been as good as everybody thought it would be. They've got weapons. Burrow is throwing to Jamar Chase, his former college teammate. T. Higgins is good. Tyler Boyd. They've got very good wide receivers. But they have not put up the kind of points that Bengals fans expected. So we're going to talk about that with James Rapine, the voice of Locked on Bengals, the podcast. We're going to do that coming up next. First, though, we got to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto, folks. They're the best. Save time, save money. When you buy your auto parts at rockauto.com, there is no reason, zero reason, for you to go anywhere else to get your auto parts than rockauto.com. Why? It's simple. Other places like chain stores, they jack up the prices, but not at Rock Auto. Family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And again, their prices are reliably low for everybody. And they get everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. All right? Get what you need at rockauto.com. You click on the button, you click on your phone or your computer, and it's delivered right to your door. You don't have to leave the house. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's keep things rolling on this crossover Thursday here on Locked on Bengals, Locked on Lions as we take a, a closer look at the, the Detroit Lions and Matt Derry from Locked on Lions is here. And Matt, let's, uh, let's look at this team because I see 0-5 and, and I think a <laughs> lot of people probably see that and just say, oh, well, this team's bad. But then I look at the scores and including the Green Bay game where the score looks lopsided, but it, it wasn't in the first half and the Lions had the lead. And I'm like, I don't think the Lions are a pushover. Is, is that the case? Is that fair? No, James, uh, and great to talk to you. I, I don't think it's it's unfair at all. Uh, this football team does scratch and claw. They have, um, you know, they've kind of taken the identity of their head coach. And I know all of the jokes and every lockdown host I've ever done a crossover with this year with Peter Bukowski leading the way, our buddy in Green Bay, uh, you know, loves talking about biting kneecaps. But let's be honest, they are playing for this guy. This roster is garbage. It's terrible. And yet, with the losses of Frank Ragnow, their best offensive player, Romeo Quara, their best defensive player, rotating through kickers, uh, Jared Goff as their quarterback. They're in every game. They should have beaten the Ravens, and they should have won last week on the road in Minnesota. Uh, you know, to get beat by a 60-plus yard field goal, 66-yard field goal, and a 54-yard field goal at the horn, some of that's bad luck. Now, they're not good, but they're playing hard. So, yes, uh, do they have a chance Sunday? I, I think so. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Burrow and Chase and company are going to go off and the Lions are going to get blown out, but it's very difficult to win in this league, as you know, and you've covered this Bengals team in the last couple of years. It's not been easy. Uh, not a pushover, though, no. But they'll, they'll, they'll battle again this weekend. They just don't have a lot of material. Yeah, let, let's talk about some of that material and, and start with offense because I think people just tend to, to like offense more. Uh, you mentioned Jared Goff. How is he, especially with – Really, no weapons because right now there there aren't many uh, aren't many weapons for him to throw to. Who's he going to throw to this week with all the injuries? 
Well, first and foremost, his number one weapon is TJ Hawkinson, who's a Pro Bowl tight end. The problem is, is that after week one, teams now have said, we are not going to let number 88 get behind us or beat us. So he's been double, triple teamed, leaving the receivers on the outside to have to make plays and to get fast releases off the line of scrimmage, and they just don't do it. There's no Jamar Chase on this Lions team. Uh, they're trying their best. They've got some you know, decent guys, and I'm on Ross St. Brown or or Khalif Raymond, Quintez Cephas was coming on, but he's not, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's struggled a little bit uh, and now is out for the year with a broken collarbone. So that's, that's really hurting this team. They're, they're, they're struggling to find any kind of receiving help. Swift and Williams out of the backfield can catch it. Goff, you asked how he's been. Look at the numbers. Not very good. The, 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 uh, the fumbles are ridiculous and it's a problem. It's a big problem. Okay, let's uh, – well, I, I want to switch gears to defense. But before I do that, the biggest offseason debate it feels like in the history of Bengals football took place from uh, maybe mid-December through the draft. And I think it's still going on despite Jamar Chase's hot start. It was what the Bengals do with the fifth pick. Do they take Jamar Chase? Do they go with the offensive tackle? Penny Sewell, it wasn't really Slater. It wasn't in the mix as much as uh, I think he might be today, given how he's played. But let's focus on Sewell. As he, has he delivered as the seventh overall pick? What do you like? What's concerning? I know he's a little bit dinged up as well. Um, you know, ha has he delivered? Um, I like him. Um, you know, I know that there were a lot of Bengal fans that wanted him to protect Burrow uh, and not take the, the, the sexy receiver. Uh, has he had as good a year as Jamar has had? No. Uh, he was the right tackle and slated to be the right tackle. He had a lousy preseason at right tackle because he had moved from left tackle at Oregon. And then all of a sudden Taylor Decker gets hurt before the first game and it's up. Oh, we're moving Sewell over to left tackle. And in week one against the Niners, he handled Nick Bosa. He was great. So everybody's like, Oh my God, uh, left tackle over the next 10 years, trade Taylor Decker. We don't need De Decker anymore. Well, Taylor Decker's a pretty darn good left tackle. This week, Sewell, I believe, is going to be moving back to the right side, which I think is the right move because mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks, uh, Panay has not played very well. You're right about the ankle, a little bit uh, gimpy this past weekend, and he had trouble with uh, 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 with Daniil Hunter and with Everson Griffin. So I think he's going to be pretty good, but PFF doesn't grade him out very well. But again, it's very early, and he's the youngest starting tackle in the NFL. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I was talking to someone today, and he's still twenty. I mean, the guy just turned just turned twenty one. Oh, okay. So he yeah. can get a beer after games. Okay, so <laughs> just there, turned twenty one. There we go. Okay, yeah, it's uh, th that part's crazy, and that that was part of it for for me with the Bengals. I was like, you're really gonna put all of your hopes of protecting Burrow on this one guy? I was like, that's crazy tough to do, and I don't think there's as much pressure on him in Detroit. It's probably a better landing spot where he can develop, learn from Taylor Decker, and become that the player that everyone hopes he becomes. I agree. And I think the offensive line went healthy when they had Frank Ragnow. He's out for the year. When they had Taylor Decker, he's missed the first five games. Uh, Jonah Jackson, Halapulavati, Vaitai, uh, and, and, and Sewell was pretty good. Um, they've held up okay despite all these injuries. Evan Brown now has moved into the center spot, the guy that got off the street basically in the summer. He's the new backup center. Now he's going to be the starting center the rest of the year. Uh, but it's been tough. I mean, when you don't have a lot of uh, when you have a barren roster that was uh, 
left for you from the previous general manager and Bob Quinn, who did a lousy job. Uh, it's going to be tough in year one and year two, but all the injuries have not helped either. Let's uh, switch gears. Let's talk about the defense. Who should this Bengals offense be worried about? Because so far, and I'll talk with you about this, uh, the Bengals offense has struggled, I think. I think they've underperformed a bit, which means they're almost right for the picking a little bit for uh, this Detroit defense. Are there any threats on that side? Um, threats? I, I'll say this. Last week, the Lions kept get, taking the Vikings out of what they wanted to do, and it was like three and out city, and you're like, what? wait, what is going on? Like the Lions defense is keeping them in the game, but they really did. Tracy Walker, the free say, the strong safety, had a huge game and played very well. Alex Anzalone picks off a pass. He's been improving at inside linebacker. Charles Harris is coming around the, the edge and getting the job done. So you're mixing a little bit of some of Quinn's guys with guys off the street. Charles Harris was, you know, uh, dispatched from the Falcons. Uh, Alex Anzalone was not re-signed by the Saints, so he knew Dan Campbell from New Orleans. So, you know, their best, like I said, their best defensive player was Romeo Quara. He's out for the year. Uh, Trey Flowers is their highest paid defensive uh, uh, player. But off the edge, he's not a he's not a 10-sack-a-year guy for a guy making $18 million a year, but another PFF guy that they love who grades out very well every week. There isn't this stud that you're concerned about. Like I said, Walker played well. The secondary really battled last week. Justin Jefferson did go for seven and over 100 yards, but didn't score a touchdown. Um, so the defense, with the scheme of what Aaron Glenn is doing, is working and better than we thought. The problem has been those last two possessions, the one in ba against Baltimore where the Lions rushed three, dropped eight. They got into Tucker range, and he hit it. And then last week, Cousins, three throws, rushed three, drop eight, and uh, they got into range for Greg Joseph. Those were killers, just killers. Okay, so if the Lions do get their first win on Sunday, what are a couple things that you think are, are must-dos for them to beat the Bengals at home? Well, I mean, the MVP of the team for the second straight year is the punter, <laughs> Jack Fox. If Jack Fox can flip the field, he's unbelievable. So a big leg, maybe a muffed punt inside the 10, maybe something downed inside where the Lions can push the Bengals back a bit and make them go 95 yards. Flipping the field is going to be, I mean, it's something that has worked for the Lions, at least to keep them in games. Uh, the running game, I know the Bengals' run defense, surprisingly, is – is has been good now last week i watched the packer game and green bay ran all over you guys so if williams and swift continue to get touches and the line continues and gets decker back moving bodies this is the best running game the lions have had since barry sanders retired that's a long time so running the football flipping the field i think the lions have a chance yeah that uh that makes sense and I agree with you, especially in the second half last week. Green Bay was able to establish that running game, and they were more balanced, and that's when they, they started scoring against the Bengals' defense. Up next, we'll uh, switch gears and talk about the Bengals here on a, another Locked On crossover. I'm Matt Terry here for BetOnline.ag, the best place to place your wagers. Thursday night NFL, you got Eagles, you got Buccaneers, you want to bet on Tom Brady, you want to bet on Darius Slay, you can do it at BetOnline.ag. What about Giants-Dodgers tonight? They got it all at Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season and for MLB playoffs. It's a new updated site, a new interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Go to the website, use your mobile device, either one, 
Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. Football, basketball, baseball, boxing, whatever it is, get it now at betonline.ag. I got all the odds and you can bet on the games. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Matt Derry locked on Lions. James Rapine locked on Bengals. The Thursday crossover. Cincinnati three and two. And James, we talked on our, on our show uh, on Tuesday with Dan Horde, the voice of the Bengals, and your buddy and uh, our mutual friend about man, they could have been four and one if not for some missed mm-hmm. field goals. And man, I'm assuming there's a buzz in Cincinnati. That, that that crowd was into it the other day, and the Bengals look like a real football team again. They do, and I think that would have gone such a long way. Right. They're just a foot or two away from being four and one and being really, really high in power rankings and getting all the national buzz and all that stuff that would come with it. And instead, right now, I think the fan base is wondering, okay, what is this team? Are they just a fun watch? Are they actually good? Are they a legitimate playoff contender? What are they? Because as good as they've been in some areas, Joe Burrow's still getting hit. Right. There's been some fun, explosive plays. But, you know, missed field goals, breakdowns on defense in key spots. So it's uh, it's been a mixed bag, but you look up and they're three and two and they have a shot at four and two. And that's uh, about as good, I think, as you could have asked for coming into the, uh, you know, back in August when we were talking about the start of the regular season. We could talk about Burrow and Chase and Mixon and all these guys, but I, I got to ask, I looked this up and, and I was talking to Dan about it, a top eight scoring defense. Uh, the mm-hmm. bank, and, and, you know, you're sitting there going, Who's on the Bengals' defense that they're only, you know, giving up 20 a game? That's pretty good. What's What's been the secret to the sauce? Man, they just fit great together, and I think that's it. There's no real superstar, but that's why they're 3-2 and two, is because the defense has uh, outperformed my expectations because the offense has underperformed so far this year. I think that's fair to say, averaging just under 23 a game. But on, on defense – starting in the trenches. I think it's because they have so much depth, specifically on the interior, because on every play, these interior offensive linemen on opposing teams have to deal with DJ Reader and Larry Ogunjobi. Then after that, it, you know, you, you have other guys coming in, whether it's, you know, like, for example, Mike Daniels, a guy you, you're familiar with, he yeah. isn't even on the roster. He's he's on the practice squad. So Larry Ogunjobi starting, but Josh Chupau coming in, uh, in relieving him. They traded for BJ Hill, uh, before the start of the season, he has two and a half or three sacks already this year. So there's just interior depth. And, and I think it starts there. They brought in Trey Hendricks and he has two and a half sacks and has been their um, high end edge rusher, really their only consistent edge rusher. And then Chidobe Awuja has been great for them uh, in the secondary. He's clearly their number one corner. He traveled with Devontae Adams when Adams was on the outside and not in the slot last week. And as played pretty well so far this season. So when you take those guys and you mix them with a Jesse Bates and a Von Bell at safety, and then you get the linebackers where it's Logan Wilson and uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither and Jermaine Pratt, who are all young in their second and third seasons, but have played pretty well thus far. And a lot of that has to do with the defensive line doing their job. Uh, You you see the eighth-ranked scoring defense and a defense that has uh, outperformed, like I said, my expectations and the expectations of a lot of people. James Rapine, that's the voice of the Locked On Bengals podcast here on the Thursday crossover. Uh, let's talk about the offense. Um, you know, it, it, it's wild to think because you're right. You see the highlights if you don't watch the Bengals and you go, Burrow looks good. 
Chase, uh, you know, everybody was writing off because he had a bad preseason or whatever. And then regular season started. He's been good, already adding to a pretty good receiving core to begin with. What's been the issue there? Early in games, they're just awful. They haven't scored a point on the 15 scripted plays that the coaches and, you know, players and everything that they installed. They haven't scored a point this year on those. And they had a missed field goal. But the fact that I remember a missed field goal on one of their first drives <laughs> says how bad it's been. And it's a lot of third and shorts. Like, the, for example, the, their first drive against Green Bay, it's third and one on their first drive, and they go three and out. It's a quarterback sneak. Bro doesn't get it. Suddenly they have to punt. And it's just like, wait, what? Really? And so they've scored points. But where they've really thrived is the end of the first half, early second half. They always defer. So they've won every coin toss this year thus far, and they defer. And three times, yeah, three times uh, against Minnesota, against the Steelers, and against the Packers, Jamar Chase has scored a long touchdown right before halftime. So when you're getting the ball back at, at the start of the second half and scoring at the end of the first half, it's just, it gives you such a huge boost and it helps mask some of those issues. But they've been awful early in the game and they need to be much better. I, I, I think, especially against the team like the Lions that has stayed in the game, you know, stayed in games, ha has fought hard but they are 0-5. And, and so if you can get off to a good start and get up 14-0 and, and really get a lead early, I think that matters against any 0-5 team. On the flip side, if you get off to a slow start and the Lions are up 7-0, then their confidence is just going to continue to grow as the game grows and, and goes you know, throughout uh, those four quarters on Sunday. Give me a quick minute on Zach Taylor. Our fans, I know they were on his case last year, and I know that was a weird year, mm -hmm. a COVID year, and no fans in the stands, but as he uh, – is he, you know, his record's not great, but uh, what do the fans say about him? A lot to prove, you know, very much a, a prove it season for Zach Taylor. They bring him back for that third year after 625 and one, and he's off to a decent start, but he's an offensive coach. And so the fact that the defense is outperforming expectation, but the offense is still struggling. And you look at all the talent and all the names, everybody knows him. So it's like, okay, so what's going on? Why are the especially the scripted plays. Why is this not working out? Why are they getting off to such slow starts? Uh, that needs to change because this offense needs to be much, much better if they are going to be a legitimate playoff contender. And the more you look at it, if this defense is what it's been through five games, if the offense can catch up and be what everyone expected it to be, then maybe they can be a playoff contender. And that's where the pressure comes in on Zach because he is this offensive coach. He does call all the plays on offense. So, he needs to, to show something starting on Sunday in Detroit that he is going to get the most and maximize Joe Burrow, maximize these young players on offense, because I don't think anyone doubts their talent. Final thing you asked me, you know, what, what do the Lions do to win? Um, mm -hmm. what, 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 what are the Bengals doing, you think, this weekend that's going to really help them? Well, the first, like I said, a fast start. The last thing you want to do is look up like they did a couple weeks ago against Jacksonville. I think it's pretty similar. They were at home for this game, but you look up and you're down 14 nothing to Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, and they're cruising for you know 21 nothing, and you get a goal line stop. Without that goal line stop, they might have lost, and we might be talking about a two and three team where people are really down on Zach Taylor and really down on yeah. the future of the Bengals. You know, it's crazy how things flip and narratives change. It's just a matter of inches. So getting off to a good start certainly matters. Can they somehow keep Joe Burrow upright and clean where he's not taking big hits? Some of them last week were on him. Some weren't. And you don't need, just because your offensive line is below average, doesn't mean you need these free runners or these, you know, 
protection breakdowns that they've had. And that's the part that they need to clean up. So he's not just taking huge shots while he's in the pocket. And then on defense, can you make Jared Goff uncomfortable? Make sure that these running backs don't beat you. And I don't know if Hawkinson is going to play, but if he's out there, obviously you want to keep track of him. Uh, because if so, I think the secondary should be able to hold its own uh, against the wide receivers of the Lions, and, and they should be all right. But, you, you know, to me, the, the fast start is such a key because they haven't done it really at all this year. They've gotten off to a fast start. And if they do that, then as the game goes on, they can uh, have the big play from Jamar Chase that breaks it open or have the big play to, to Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins that we've seen throughout the year that's gotten them back in the game or, or back into games instead of, you know, putting them over the top and in, in sealing games. Good stuff, James. Always uh, a pleasure to uh, chat with you. You do such a great job on Locked on Bengals. There's the Thursday crossover, folks. Matt Derry, Locked on uh, Lions. James Rapine, Locked on Bengals for Thursday.